All right, Cash Chasers, prepare yourselves for something a little different. We here at the Cash Chasers podcast, like so many, had to make the difficult decision on what to do with our show during this pandemic. With all three of us under quarantine, it made getting into the studio impossible. But we did not want that to stop us from bringing you all new episodes. So we are recording the show from three different locations, our own homes. Bobby and Aaron will be calling into the show while I man the studio. This was our first all remote show, so we have some kinks to work out, but it's all about talking whiskey no matter what the obstacle. We hope you enjoy this all new episode and also some of the things we have lined up in the coming weeks for our Cask Chasers from Home Edition, including some all new interviews. This week, it's all about making it work and how we're getting by both in life and on the show. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cash Chasers Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Cash Chasers podcast. We sincerely hope you are safe and healthy. This week, we're doing things a little differently since we can't all be in the studio due to the quarantine, but we are determined to keep this thing going. So I am here in the studio, and my two co-hosts are calling in from their living rooms. As always, we have uh, Bobby Bird and Aaron Pross, but we uh not in studio, as just like everybody else uh, pretty much in the world, we are all quarantined, so we are making sure the show goes on by uh, having everybody call in virtually. And so we have Bobby calling in. Hey, buddy. What's up? And Aaron Pross is over there. You there, buddy? Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm here. All right. And we're keeping the show rolling, fellas. A little quarantine's not going to hold us back. Bobby, how you holding up over there? Well, I've been in this closet, I feel like, for about a day and a half. Of course, my whiskey uh, supply is dwindling. Uh, you know, I, I sound like I'm, I'm giving a report back from Mars. Food's low, water. <laughs> I feel like everybody is, uh, yeah. A, a, every time we've asked somebody how they're doing, it's a, it, the, it's like I'm healthy, yes, but my whiskey supply is is vanishing quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we're all in the same boat. Aaron, how you doing over there? Uh, pretty pretty good all things considered um uh christina and i are both still working which is more than a lot of people can say um but she's working full-time uh from home and uh our seven-year-old has school that she has to do during the day so she's dealing with that and then we also have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and they're all girls and she's just here with them trying to school one and trying to keep the other two placated and also uh, work full time at the same time. And then I come home and it's, you know, basically hand the kids off to me and off we go. But, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I feel blessed that I'm, you know, still employed when a lot of people have been laid off during this thing, but overall pretty good. Got plenty of whiskey to get me through. Um, obviously that will dwindle. Um, I'm keeping a stack that I'm calling my, um, my, uh, my, my kill pile of the, <laughs> the bottles that I go through. Um, now I, I do want to say that most of them were already low, uh, before we got here. So I'm not just, you know, there's a couple that were brand new, but most of them were low. Not just burning through whiskey, uh, in like a week, right? <laughs> right. Not that I will admit to it. Yeah. yeah Brand. Yeah. Bobby's was brand new, unwrapped. 
I tell you, not putting pants on, liberating. That's going to be the well, fun I mean, part. Well, I mean, you weren't putting pants on previously, at <laughs> least not while we were recording. Like, like that was always a thing. You just you met during the lockdown. I met in general. I was, I was oh, uh, I got you. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how that's different than the nor- your normal life, right? <laughs> like, when did you ever have pants on? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, obviously I'm here in the studio, which is why I sound uh, like I'm in a studio. And uh, these uh, Bobby and Aaron are both calling in, and we went back and forth on what we should do with the show. And do we, you know, everything else in the world is closed down, right? And um, we, do we had contemplated, do we keep the show going? Do we put it on a hiatus like everything else? And we just, des- we decided that even though the sound quality may not, may not be the, the best, uh, we got to keep the train rolling. We got to keep the show going. And we know that everybody's sitting at home. Um, you know, they're confined to their houses. They don't get out, you know, much. Uh, if you're an essential worker, you're going from, uh, work to home and, and thank you guys for that. Um, but we want to keep the show rolling to provide you guys with something. Uh, to get you out of that daily grind. And so sound quality is, is secondary to just keeping the train rolling. So here we are. And I think it's a great think, thing. Think of it like when you're listening to a uh, old record. It's all scratchy and terrible. And a CD is much better, but it's vintage. That's right. So you're, that's, that's right. what this is. I like that's it. Right. This, this, is what, this is what podcasts sounded like in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. In 1920, this is what your podcast would have sounded like. <laughs> this is the only way I listen to a podcast. All right. Well, listen, we're still a whiskey podcast, damn it. So what's everybody drinking? Bobby, what are you uh, drinking, buddy? I am drinking milk and honey. Uh, it's a it's an Israeli uh, distillery, a kosher distillery. Uh, it's pretty new. Um, it's, it's very, very young. 46 ABV. I think it's 24 months, so it's got a very young taste to it, but it's it's fantastic. Um, I think it's pretty accessible, but uh, out there, we had some at my house not too long ago, and uh, it was kind of mixed. I think most people said, you know, ethanol-y, it's young, but I think it's cool to grab a whiskey from a different country every now and again. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm sipping. Nice, Aaron. What do you got, buddy? So I am actually drinking the new bottling of Jane Walker. Uh, people have been calling it Jane Walker 2.0, but I don't think that's actually written anywhere on it. But since it's the second time they've done a Jane Walker, I guess that's why they're calling it that. Um, it, it The original Jane was just a special bottling of the Johnny Walker Black. Um, and this is its own thing. Um, this one right here. So the original Jane Walker, I think it was like a proceed, a, a portion of the proceeds went to, um, uh, towards education for women in, uh, like low income families, low income countries, that sort of thing. And, uh, they're doing the same thing again with this one, but it's a, it's a brand new thing. The Jane Walker is its own thing. It's not just a different bottling of the Johnny Walker, which I think is really cool. Um, from Master Blender, Emma Walker, and it's got her signature there on the bottle. It's got a, it's got a redder color, a more red color than a lot of the Johnny Walkers. Um, like no smoke at all that I'm picking up on it, which is, neat um and a lot a lot more fruit notes than i've than i've found in johnny walkers so it's very good it is oh how did they describe it 
It's good. <laughs> I like it a lot. And it's going to run you around what um, what a what a Johnny Walker Black could cost you, somewhere between $35 and $45. So not bad on a budget. It is going to be a limited bottling, so it's not going to be available forever, at least not at the moment. Um, but I really like it. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I actually grabbed a couple things from... Uh, well, I grabbed a couple bottles from the back shelf, and then I grabbed, at the last second, I grabbed my uh, whistle pig because it's almost gone, and I figure what better way to finish it off than right now, right? So, and I always do that. Like, I hate to kill off a bottle. So I leave the last few sips until that good moment, you know, and I don't know what I'm waiting for. And that's why I have so many bottles sitting up there because I hate killing off bottles. It's so sad to me. So I grabbed the whistle pig. This is just the uh, the ten year, the straight rye. It's their their uh, you know their their go to line there. But um, I I know you guys, I know how you guys feel about rye whiskeys, but I love whistle pig, man. And I, we just so had, whistle pig. Yeah, we just had Nate I, on the show uh, also. That's that's a, that's a that's a good one. That's a staple for a rye. Yeah, for <laughs> as as rye as ryes go for for being a rye. It's not the worst thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I enjoy I, I, it. And I mean, I'll say this. You, you, you know how Bobby and I both feel about Rise. I mean, they're, we're not enormous fans of them. But Whistlepig has some solid. Uh, the, one of the very few Rise I have in my house is a Whistlepig. It's the farm stock uh, number three that oh, I have in my house. Right. And it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I think. I think as we as we do this and we're meeting some great people in the industry and so I've had some really good ones and I think I think I don't mind a rye that's rounded off. It's a tricky ingredient it and is, it's it is. I don't think it's about not liking rye. I think I, I think is I think it's a better example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with scotch, I can drink bad scotch. You know, I can drink a bad bourbon. I'm a snob when it comes to rye. I guess it's bad. No, it's not bad. It's your thing, man. I, I uh, the the nice thing about Whistlepig though is is for me it's this one's not very complex it's very straightforward rye whiskey there's only you know to me there's only a couple notes uh, you know there's there's the, the 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 caramel and then there's the vanilla and that's about it you know it's it's not over complicated and I love the story of Whistlepig you know because the it it's it's outside of the you know it's outside of the kentucky world it's outside of the the usual places it's up on a vermont dairy farm you know and and kind of one of those whiskeys that started this nice trend of of expanding across the country uh, these uh, distilleries popping up in areas you wouldn't expect um but the interesting thing is that uh um the the uh former Maker's Mark uh, master distiller is the one who teamed up with the owner uh, to come up with this rye whiskey. And I feel like you can almost, you can almost taste that collaboration, right? You almost get those, you you see that crossover uh, and not that they were, you know, not that he was putting anything Maker's Mark process wise into it, but it's weird that you can almost taste it. Maybe it's psychosomatic. I don't know. Um, but it, it's it's kind of interesting. Just a good good rye whiskey to me, and I glad to kill it off tonight. So speaking of rye whiskeys, we um, one one of the things that that I've done is for cocktails specifically because I, I tend to use rye whiskey more than I use bourbon in cocktails. Um, I've switched to a less expensive rye whiskey for um, just like the cocktails and stuff that we're making. Uh, right now at home um and i was actually surprised by how much i liked it um redemption rye 
which I mean, that's a, everybody, you know, everybody knows yeah. Redemption Rye. And like, I just, I never, it's a rye. So like, I, you know, I had it once at one point. I was like, all right, that's a rye, but it makes a really good old fashion. So, and I mean, 20, 21, $22 a bottle where I'm getting it. I'm like, I you can't beat it. That is one that I went through from top to bottom already was, uh, was a redemption rye make, just making, uh, old fashions for, yeah. for Christina, right. for Christina. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking, I think that's the best way to get an old fashioned for some reason. It's the spice in it, but I was talking to, uh, I had to look it up. I forget his reservoir, the head killer reservoir, uh, Jay Carpenter, a great dude. Um, but he was telling me about working with rye, some experimental stuff he's doing. But he said the problem with rye is a difficult to work with physically. He explained it like really thick oatmeal. Like it's a <laughs> mess. Wow. And, uh, because if you don't know what you're doing with it as an ingredient either, it's almost like bad very easily or it can be very mellow. There's like this little, there's this mid ground with rye where you're getting the right flavors and everything from it. So I think. I think like old fashions mixed drink do really well with it, but uh, by itself, it's hit or miss, man. Well, and honestly, that's probably um, what what you were just saying about how when you mix it with something, it's like like that pepper, that rye taste, really is like a, a really good element to it. Um, that's probably why one of the few ryes that I like just as a rye is that Basil Hayden's dark rye. Because it's got that port wine, it's actually blended into there is the port wine, and I think the sweetness and uh, and and the depth of the grape in that port wine just does something to the rye where it makes it not as offensive as as offensive to me. I can still taste that pepperiness coming through, but it it doesn't make me make that face like I just tried whiskey for the first time. You guys know the face. Oh yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I think it's cool cut with something or partnered. High rye, it's just dangerous. Corn's the same way. Corn can be very boring. You get a corn whiskey that's done really well. It's sweet, amazing. All right, so here's a question for you guys. We're uh, we're all under quarantine, right? What what is or what has been a uh, maybe intentional or just um, unintentional a go to quarantine whiskey that you've you've noticed? Uh, you know what's funny is I. I think you just said it about having uh, a little bit of whiskey left and being, you know, you don't want to touch it. I've just gotten good at I did a video, one of the other guys from uh, a group, a guy we know named Dan, and we uh, we whipped out pretty much every whiskey Buffalo Trace make, Sazerac makes, <laughs> uh, but Buffalo Trace makes. And we, we started off comparing um, the uh, Antique Weller to the Rip, uh, Rip Van Winkle 10-year. And then he was like, well, what about, you know, this and what about that? And I was like, well, Eagle Rare and then the Special Reserve. So I've just been digging in the back, just kind of like revisiting whiskeys that I thought were great or that I thought were crap. I mean, this, uh, you know, drinking this milk and honey when I I just bought this not too long ago and we were like, meh, I just opened it back up half a bottle later and it's gone like a, it's amazing now. It's fantastic. So I've been just kind of revisiting old, old friends That's just to see if <laughs> <laughs> revisiting old friends when you can't go out and visit friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's actually kind of, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing too. I, I said, uh, I said earlier that I, I reached into the way back of, uh, on the shelf there and grabbed a few things that I never touch and not for any particular reason, but 
when I go over there, there's Angel's Envy and Elijah Craig and all these other things in front of it. And I just go, oh, yeah. But I never reach all the way to the back and grab some of this more obscure stuff that I have. And a, a few of them are novelties. Uh, but some of them are just small, small distilleries, right? So that's what I have been reaching for lately. And I have one. Uh, actually, it's another rye. Uh, it's Adirondack High Rye by Springbrook Farm Distillery, which is up in... Um, Queensbury, New York, small distillery up there. And uh, this is, I, I, when you got, next time we're able to all get together, we're doing this one uh, to see if you guys like this any better than most rise. Because this one is really good. So I've reached for that one. The other one I uh, grabbed uh, was, I bought, this was more of a novelty when I bought it, but it's Grand Canyon bourbon whiskey that I bought from the Grand Canyon. But the whiskey here is is bottled by uh, Canyon Diablo Distillery in Flagstaff. So again, another small time distillery. But uh, a lot of times, like I said, because you know the big names, you know, just jump out at you. But I, I get these small ones sometimes when I go to uh, when I go to places and I, I forget to grab them normally. So I've been using this time to do that. And uh, that's another fun thing that I like to do is, you know, I, I was traveling a lot. And when I go, I like to find local distilleries wherever I am and grab some of these small time ones. And, and, and that's where a lot of these things have come from. But uh, which is which is another fun thing to do instead of a, um, a keepsake or a memento, grab a grab a local whiskey. So I've been reaching for those guys. How about you, Aaron? Um so what I've actually been doing, I'm like you, Scott, and a lot of people know this. I don't like to kill a bottle. Yeah. You know, I just, I really, really hate it. So I've got, I don't know, I, I, it, I had, I've got probably, you know, four or five, six bottles that have like a half an inch of whiskey left in them at the bottom. And honestly, I've been pulling a lot of those out and been like, it's time, you know? Um, one of the ones I did actually, and this is actually really cool. Oh, I, I also want to point out to some people listening that where we are right now, uh, liquor stores are not closed. Yes. Um, so a lot of places, liquor stores are closed where we are right now. Liquor stores are not closed. So we still have access to basically get, you know, kind of whatever, whatever it is that, you know, we would usually get, uh, as long as they've got it there. But I, um, I'll, you know, uh, folks that have listened to the show before know I really like Oban, um, Oban Distillery. I had a Oban 14, and I had not tried the 18 yet. And I kept telling myself, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill this 14 until I get the 18. And then um, got a text from uh, Amrish, one of our uh, one of our cast chasers, that has a liquor store, and he said, Hey, I'm getting some in tomorrow. And I went and I got the 18, and was very 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 good and i ceremoniously uh killed the 14 um as i uh as i did that i've actually got the 18 here i'll probably switch to that in a couple minutes here um depending on how long we wind up talking Um, but a lot of it has been killing bottles like that honestly um i've been drinking a lot more bourbon than scotch because because i I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm like hoarding my scotches, you know? Um, and I, again, we're, we're in an area where the liquor stores aren't closed. So I don't know why I'm doing that right now. It's just that mentality, you know, you don't want to leave. It's so weird. I, I want to support our liquor store but at the same time. Gearing up to go outside is like, 
like Thunderdome out there. No, I and, uh, I'll tell you, man. I I just went to Total Wine uh, uh, the other day, and I had to wait in a line outside the store, six feet apart from everybody else. And there was a lady standing at the front door. And when somebody would come out of the building, she would let one more person in the building. And that that's that's it. And I think I think the rule is you can only have twenty percent of your fire capacity in the building. Is the rule? I, and I'll be honest, I, I've been more. I mean, whiskey has been definitely whiskey has been a part of my life since we've been in shutdown mode. I've been drinking more beer, and I haven't <laughs> been drinking in a long time. I mean, every now and again, but our local we have a local restaurant that supports the cast chasers. We have our own bar up little section where it's cast chasers picks, which is really cool and everything. But uh, they're doing growlers to go. And all you do is bring a jug of some sort. I don't know how it's legal, like a soup container. It doesn't matter. You just bring <laughs> something and they fill it up with beer. I think, <laughs> uh, so I think it's, um, I think the laws are severely laxed right now for, uh, for, for beer, uh, distribution or, or I guess sales, <laughs> not distribution, but sales. So I think they rolled back some of the, uh, or, or the, uh, regulations on how you can take beer with you now. Since you have to do everything takeout, and yeah, they did. They did. They 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 made some. They made a handful of uh, just like mandates, like temporary mandates that are like, okay, you know, restaurants are only doing takeout. Um, they can do, you know, alcohol as well. And I, I I don't I don't know what I'm sure there's like very specific verbiage as to what they can and can't do. But I've seen anything coming coming out of places. Um, bottled cocktails, cocktails to go. Um, all that sort of thing coming out of different places. You could bring a teapot and get it filled up with a fuzzy navel. <laughs> you could do a jello shot out of a, like a, 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 a ramekin. It's funny too, because our local, our local liquor store is delivering. It is backed up. So it's like basic stuff. That's still. amazing. The other, the other question is, now the original question was, "What's your uh, what's your go-to whiskey after a long hard day? What's an inexpensive whiskey that is just your go-to uh, week during the week?" Um, now, obviously, we're not. Well, Bobby's still going to work, right? Aaron, are you still working? Yeah, yeah, I still go. I'm I'm out of the house every day. Oh, man, going, I'm the only slacker that's that's I'm... not allowed to go to the, my job. <laughs> um, well, so still, I'll tell you, I'm not excited about it. I'm not excited uh, about going to do it. Doing, I'm sure. Doing it. Yeah, I'm sure. So for you guys, it's still relevant. After a long hard day, uh, what's the what's the weekly uh, during the week whiskey that you go to? The inexpensive one. Monkey shoulder. I've been really. Yeah, uh, I filled my second bottle, and uh, I don't want to say it's an underrated whiskey. Because it's well liked in the blended whiskey community, for as far as blended whiskey goes, I like Johnny Walker a lot, and I just don't have a bottle of it. Or normally I would be drinking that, but lately it's been monkey. Um, okay. And then, uh, you know, my everyday, I just killed a Belfini Caribbean cast, uh, rest of salt. Wow. Yeah, wow. and then the beautiful whiskey, and then a lot of I'm killing that. I got that big jug of Weller Reserve, special reserve. I'm about halfway through that. So soon, I can't wait for our, we're asking, so when you make your toilet whiskey, where, what are you, are you just throwing <laughs> bananas? How are you doing it? 
Mine's more of a mixture of Kool-Aid packets and uh, ramen, and then I'm just letting it sit. And I think it's because the upstairs, it just blends better. I guess that infinity bottle's not so crazy now, is it, huh? <laughs> should have been saving those. We should have been saving that infinity bowl from all those tastes. Oh my god! Uh, we'll, we'll wish we had that bowl. Exactly. But that was that. Yeah, for the for the listeners, if there's still any left, um, when we do tastings, we pour remainders into a, uh, into a bowl, and then we make uh, a fellow chaser named Jonathan drink it. Does it disappoint? He never disappoints. He's he's always happy to do it. Yeah, it's it's um it's not just whiskey. I can promise. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Aaron, how about you, buddy? What's your go-to week week in and week out? So um, I had, I, I, I still have. It, it looks like it's low, but it's really not because of the size of it. I've got a 1.75 of Larceny. Um, and, you know, I told you guys I was kind of leaning on uh, bourbon, um, even though I prefer scotch. Um, but it's funny that Bobby was talking about the monkey shoulder. So I saw the uh, the monkey shoulder uh, in the store for 50 bucks for a 1.75 of it. And that's definitely going to be sort of my next purchase because I like scotch. Christina likes scotch. We prefer scotch to bourbon. Um, I've still got probably what would equal more than half of a bottle of the Larceny left in that 1.75. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's low. Then I pulled it down, and I was like, no, nah, I've probably still got like close to two-thirds of a liter in there. Um, <laughs> but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing as far as just sort of day-to-day is some of my – I'm about to finish um, probably my, um, my Four Roses. I'm about to I'm about to finish that bottle off as well. Um, but yeah, I for and again it's a it's it's a mentality thing. But I mean like go, going going out of the house right now it's just a whole debacle. Like even with like with with me and Bobby leaving home for work every day, it's it's just it's just like a whole thing. And it's like and like you were saying, Scott, you know, a lot of the liquor stores, it's you know the the liquor store itself is so popular or whatever that they really do have to limit the people that are coming in so it's just like oh okay i guess i'll stand in line behind all these people and then go in or whatever i've been lucky not to experience that specifically yet but yeah liquor industry is doing great right now by the way oh yeah yeah i'm sure well big guys the big guys are the uh smaller ones blow me away with with what they're doing for the community, but I just feel bad for them. So yeah. let's just keep drinking local stuff too. Yeah, you know? it's one thing you can do is uh, just you know keep supporting your local. I mean, that's true for everything, not just uh, in the whiskey community, but I mean for everything, it's it's supporting your local small businesses as much as you can. Honestly, um, I, except Zoom, I've had enough. Zoom, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zoom is making out just fine. <laughs> Billions. Billions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, my, my weekly, uh, my weekly runner is, is, is Elijah Craig, uh, just because I, A, I have, I ended up with three bottles of it, uh, number one. And, uh, um, but I'm, I'm not complaining. I, but it's, it's just for the price and, and the, it's just a great bourbon, man. You just can't go wrong with Elijah Craig at the end of the day as a go to, man. So, which one? Was that the barrel proof? Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah, the barrel proof. Yeah, uh, uh, I almost went 
I almost grabbed that tonight and brought it upstairs to do this. Yeah. I knew I would need something. I mean, so. we, when you talk, I mean, the reason I have three bottles is because, you know, a few uh, friends, we went we went on vacation. I think I already talked about this, but they they wanted to do a whiskey tasting, but they just wanted to grab the staples, right? And so, I mean, that that's just it. I mean, Elijah Craig is what you would grab when, when you're just... Uh, when, when you're just grabbing the basics, right? I mean, that's a, that's always a go-to. Uh, and so I got, you know, I, I say I got stuck, but it, I mean, it's, it worked worked in my favor. I, so I got stuck I, with a bunch of Elijah Craig. I love that story. Yeah. You, you went to, what was it, a house? Like a bunch of friends at a house? Yeah. Yeah, we went make up. Us, God, make us drinks. Yeah. Go out and buy it. Yeah, they, we, went up to the, we went up to the mountains. And we went up to uh, 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 Lake Placid for, for a ski weekend. And um, they all wanted to do like a whiskey tasting because you know how everybody brings, they do meals and they uh, each family cooks a meal or whatever. And so our contribution was the whiskey tasting. (laughs) So uh, they were like, yeah, we just want to, we want to, you know, a a staple from from each kind of whiskey. And uh, so I grabbed just, you know, the the basics and, uh, you know, obviously Elijah Craig was in there. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. I, I, it was a good time, man. We we I I kind of took them uh, I took them around, just did like a whiskey from each each area, and and uh, um, we were hammered by the end of the night. It's <laughs> a lot of whiskey. I want to I want to confess something in this time of uh, of uh, oddity. I guess I can say uh-huh. I want to confess this thing I did one time. I want to get it out and get it out of the way. Oh, thank God! So That's exciting. Yeah, we're, so we're whiskey people. People know that about us, right? So, uh, you know, I, you probably get the same thing. You go out and somebody's like, you know, let me let me try a whiskey. What whiskey should I drink? Yeah. And sometimes you want to just be like, just just drink a. I don't care. Just anything you see, just drink it, like at a bar or whatever. But when people come over to your house, they say, you know, well, pour me something good, pour me something great, you know, whatever. So I uh, had these I had friends over. We'll call them friends, maybe family members, and they wanted a. Uh, they wanted something from my shelf, and they're not whiskey people at all. They don't drink whiskey. They drink beer, red wine. That's it. So I was like, I don't want to waste anything. So I poured them amaretto. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to sit there and listen to them talk about how smooth it was and sweet. It's this familiar. This tastes familiar. It, it reminds me of something. I wanted to be like almonds. And amaretto, and being eighteen. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. That's the worst. That's the worst thing anybody's ever done. I can't believe you just admitted that publicly, man. Uh, oh, we're recording. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot mic, hot mic, buddy. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Bobby is banking on the fact that absolutely none of this will be usable, so he's using it as a therapy session right now. Zero chance. Jokes on you, man. There's, <laughs> it's going out unedited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to start. I just want to wrap up with one interesting thing I found uh, in a, in a science article, believe it or not. And I, I think you guys will appreciate this, whether you're a science person or not. Um, there is a there's a professor out of Louisville, Kentucky, the the University of Louisville. He's a mechanical engineer, and he found that there is a distinct difference between Scotch and bourbon, and. What he found out was that bourbons tend to leave a distinct fingerprint versus uh, scotches. 
And what he uh, did was he found out that if you take a drop of uh, bourbon, actually not even bourbon, if you take a drop of American whiskey and you leave it so that it evaporates, it creates a, a web in the, uh, in, you know how like a coffee ring, you know what, you know, when you leave your coffee to sitting down and you get that ring, it's the same idea, except when you let whiskey, American whiskey evaporate, it creates this, um, uh, this web that is just unreal. A- and, uh, I- I'm going to post pictures of this on, uh, on social media for everybody to see. Cause I think it's just, it's so cool looking what, what they found. And, the, the interesting thing is they tried 66 American whiskeys or out of all of that, only one didn't leave a unique web. And, and so what they found was that uh, they had to water the, the whiskeys down. They had to dilute it down uh, about 40 or 50 percent. And the, you would only get a fingerprint when the, the whiskey was about 20 to 25 percent alcohol. They tried it with scotches, didn't leave, uh, didn't leave any type of markings. It was only American whiskeys, and they think that it's because of the solids that are present in the, uh, in the ch- from the charred oak barrels that they use in American whiskeys. The interesting thing is they took all 66 whiskeys, they created these webs uh, from, from letting them dry out, and then they created this library. And then they went back and they took random samples, blind samples uh, of whiskeys, and they were able to match the whiskey to its web 90% of the time, meaning that each whiskey is completely different from the other one. And they could, you could tell which whiskey it was just from this uh, microscopic web that it left. Well, I think, <laughs> honestly, what, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from Scott is that, um, is that uh, scotch is pure and perfect and uh, American whiskey uh, leaves a web of sin. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. that's, I think that's what it comes down to. I really do. Here's so it's interesting because most, I believe most American whiskeys actually use column stills and they're designed to take impurities out, but there's more going on in bourbon because yeah, new oak and all that a little younger. So there's definitely, definitely oils and they're more oil. So it's not, it doesn't surprise me that there's a residue. It surprises me that each one has a finger. Yeah. That's you got to see, you have to see the picture. I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have to be a science person to appreciate this when you see the pictures. And I, and like I said, I'm going to put the pictures up on social media with a, with a little explanation. Um, and I'll send it to you guys also. But when you see the picture and you see the distinct fingerprint that each whiskey leaves, it's, it's so freaking cool, man. It's, and it's, it's, it's cool that each whiskey is so different from one another that you could tell from this web, what whiskey you're looking at. That's, that's pretty cool. That, that's really cool. Yeah. This is what happened. This is what happened. It was quarantine. Right. And the guy's at his counter drinking his whiskey, and his wife's like, Harold, use a coaster. And he's like, well, hold on a second. Is that? And so, so the cool thing about this article is that it, there's an attachment there that shows you how you can do this on your own. You need, you need to buy a, a, a cheap $7 microscope for your phone, but you could actually create these webs on your own and see them. Uh, but How anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's cool to me, but I've also but, been uh, quarantined for like three weeks. So <laughs> it doesn't take much. Well, I think that, I think that does it for, for our first quarantine episode. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. The first from home edition of the Cash Chasers podcast is in the books. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, just because we can't all be in the same room does not mean we won't be bringing you some exciting content. 
We have more interviews coming your way with an all-new one next week that you won't want to miss. If you're a fan of Limestone Barbecue or the Stone Balloon, you have this renowned local chef to thank. You may know him from Guy's Grocery Games or his victory on Beat Bobby Flay. We will have Chef Robbie Jester on the show to discuss the restaurant business, the challenges of opening a whiskey bar, and just how intense it was to go one-on-one with one of the best chefs in the world. All that next week on the Cash Chasers podcast. So until then, remember, Cash Chasers, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. <laughs>